Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Browns Blitz. Today's Thursday, July 28th. This is episode number 208. I'm your host, Rod Bloom. Joining me today is my brother, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are things going? Hey, Rod, good. Hey, things are uh, heating up in more ways than one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, did you guys hit 100 today? No, no, but tomorrow's supposed to be really hot, but um, you know, humid, been really sticky, but hey. I'm not going to complain about it. I don't like cold. No, and I, we, you know, we've got it better than, um, I guess, I, I, I didn't see a map today, but I think pretty much everybody out west who's been at 100, 110 and all this stuff, I know they've yeah. got it. So Record I, I can yeah. suck it up and take the 91 or 93 that we had today, especially since I was inside all day. That's right. And training camps finally started, so the football season's heating up, too. That's true. Oh, yeah. I forgot we were even talking about football. Football. That's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring in our guest. Um, we have uh, Roger First from Cuyahoga Falls with us. You follow him at Roger First C Falls. He is from the, uh, the Dog Chug podcast. Find them at Dog Chug. He also is a columnist for Neosports Insiders. Check out his stuff there. Hey, Roger, thanks for joining us. How you doing tonight? Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know what? 65 degrees is hot for me. I like Carhartt bids and 40 and um, the smell of broths and cold beer. And, um, <laughs> um, man, you get me in the 70, 75, I'm a big boy. And um, I, I start getting, you know, sweaty and I got to have a handkerchief with me. Um, thank you for having me, guys. Absolutely. Man, yeah, this is, uh, we're like here t- talking about football starting and it's in the 90s, man. It's just, it's not football weather. Right. <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. So um, eventually we'll get into those uh, those cooler temps and, uh, you know, and, and, and even maybe even some cold games. So, uh, so yeah, it, it'll get here, guys. So we'll just enjoy it for now. But, um, we're going to talk some football, but before we do, we're going to we're going to talk about what we're what we're drinking tonight. And Roger, I understand um, you're going to bring something a little special tonight. So uh, why don't you why don't you tell me about what you have? All right. Um, you know, I'm a GLBC guy. I'm a local guy. I love Great Lakes. I plumbed there when I was a kid. We plumbed a place. Um, 
But I went to my beer store and I told the guy I'm coming on a, a great podcast and um, they, they uh, you know, appreciate a good beverage, a good uh, beer. And uh, he recommended the Stone Brewery. They're out of Richmond, Virginia. It's a hazy IPA. It's a 6.7. And um, it's an amazingly hazy IPA. And I'll tell you what, um, it's very good. I, I love a hazy in the summer. Um, I'm a, a Porter Edmond guy all winter, man, from uh, October to uh, April. Um, you find mm-hmm. an Edmond in my hand. But I during the summer, I love trying new hazies. And uh, this is the first time I've having it. And it's really good, man. Um, you got to pour it in a glass. You know, you got to let it settle. And um, I can't even see through it. Um, so nice. Really good beer. I recommend it highly. Excellent. Sounds sounds really good. Guys, I'm drinking my last Arche Exotic Matter uh, fruited, du- fruited Double New England Milkshake IPA with Blood Orange and Madagascar Vanilla. I think I bought a four of this, and this is my last one. I've, I've been saving it, so um, since football's upon us, I thought it was a great night to break it out. You know, you can't save these things forever, so. <laughs> right. It, this is just an excellent beer. I mean, this is one of my favorites. Uh, I say that about every beer I have, but um, it's an it's an 8.8, and I'm drinking it in a convenient 16 fluid ounce can, and um, it's just got a great it's just got a great flavor. Um, I, I really like Arche, and um, this is this is one of the best beers they put out, in my opinion. So so Jeff, nice. uh, water tonight. Yeah, I'm, you know, kind of in a rut now. Yeah. Understand. Totally understand. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, so that rough. That's amazing to be honest. You know, I feel underdressed now. The way you described that beer, I'm thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that sounds tremendous. Well, this is a seasonal, so I don't think they put it out all the time. And I bought this a few months ago, so I don't even know if you can get it right now. But man, that's man, it's it's tremendous. It's got a picture of the picture of like the orange on the front of it. I so, love that. Yeah, you need to screenshot a picture of it and uh, DM it to me so I can uh, pick some of that up. Okay. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, if you can find it, it's it's great, man. You you would really enjoy it, definitely. So. um so yeah, uh, Roger, you might you might know this, but uh, first first time guests on the podcast, we we do a segment where we let them talk about their journey as a Browns fan. So so we're gonna turn this over to you and um, let you share whatever you would like to share as um, you know, just tell us about your uh, your Browns fandom. Wow. Um, okay. Man, I tell you what, I go all the way back to uh, standing in a living room. Um, I'm a little kid. I'm about six six years old. And uh, my grandfather, my father, um, two of my uncles, and two other friends of theirs, uh, Bobby Bonacci. His brother actually was the head coach of the wrestling at Cleveland State University for a long time. But they're on our living room, our front room, and uh, Brian Seif is replacing Mike Phipps. And um, the first name I've ever heard was or football player, what I associate with Browns football is Brian Sykes, because they were so excited that day. Um, and when I see a guy, like whenever we've trotted out how many quarterbacks, I always mm-hmm. think of that day and how excited they were for a quarterback. Um, and we know what happened, really. Sykes wasn't all that good. He had one stellar year, 
and he had two decent years, but the rest of his career really didn't go that well. They bounced back and forth between Sipe and Phipps. Um, mm-hmm. That's my earliest memory and uh, of Browns football, and that's how I became a fan. And um, and it went from there to uh, the, some, the Sunday morning of Red Right 88, and my Uncle Randy, um, one of his buddies, had a, couldn't make the game. He was sick. And um, my uncle, I'm 11 years old now, and he said, uh, I'm going to take you to the game. Well, my aunt said, you better ask his mother. Well, my mom wouldn't let me go. Um, she said, it's too cold. And I wasn't allowed to go. So I ran away from home to my grandmother's house on the next street, and I watched the Cleveland Browns with my grandmother. Uh, my mom didn't know I left. And I, it's a you know, blizzard. You know, I put on my coat, I went out the back door, and I went to my grandma's on the next street. And, um, you know, I've been a diehard fan ever since. I was on Public Square the night of uh, the night before um, the drive. Um, and they, um, at that time, it was Rizzo and, um, geez, Red Guy and all those guys had a, and it's, it's freezing, you know, it's January, and it's a full blown party on Public Square with bands and a stage. And, um, I'm drinking whiskey with a, a homeless guy in the turnstile to the Stouffer Hotel. Um, I could tell you a lot of Brown stories and tailgating, and uh, but that's pretty much my roots. Those three stories right there cemented me as a Cleveland Browns fan and got me through a lot of uh, stuff that we've been through as Browns fans. That's awesome. Yeah, great stuff, man. So, uh, so let let's talk a little bit of Browns. Uh, Browns, Browns football. I guess uh, I guess training camp's going on, right, guys? It sure yes, is. <laughs> Full swing right now. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, from what I gather, things are going pretty well. Um, you know, we got uh, we've got the uh, the negativity of the of the Marquise Goodwin injury. Um, you know, which which we're all just hoping he's okay. You know, um, more about his life and his health and everything so um and i know i know he's in the building and stuff so but um i would think they're you know he's probably under medical care and all that with the blood clots and everything so you know i don't know how severe that is but i'm i'm just glad he's okay you know if if he can play football again great um if not you just want somebody like that to be okay yeah that young man's health and um you know that could become something serious and that's probably that's paramount um after that you know and and you know the browns an organization um they're a good organization they're going to keep uh good care of them um and like you said if he plays football then that that's a bonus yeah absolutely so um so yeah we'll get back to wide receiver guys but um i kind of want to get your thoughts because there's uh you know a lot of uh a lot of um video of plays of Deshaun Watson just connecting with a lot of different receivers um I just want to get reactions from you guys um you know how how good things look to you um you know and and how much you're going to buy in with this you know obviously just being training camp so so Jeff you haven't been able to say much yet so we'll let you start off just kind of you know I'm sure you've seen some of the footage so just, you know, how you think things are coming along so far? Yeah, it's, it's too hard. I mean, too early, Rod. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're running at half speed right now. And, um, you know, the, the defenders aren't really playing tight. So it's easy to look good right now, I think. 
yeah. but I, I like I like you know I like the fact we've got all these different weapons and you know let's let's see how that evolves over time and do they get the timing down right that's what all these reps are about right now yeah and Roger he seems to be connecting with pretty much everybody so um, you know just kind of developing some you know some connections with with the different receivers. I mean, he really hasn't had much time with any of these guys. You know, I mean, even in the six games, um, you know, in training camp last season, you know, that's still not a lot of time. So just I think any time he gets with any of these guys is probably a good thing, right? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, with the with the with Grissom with him going down and um, taking the top off the defense, or, or is what. I'm hearing is what we're missing. And a lot of people, we were talking about it last night, even on a podcast, but with um, the kid with Schwartz, um, you know, depending on him, what I like about it is and you were, you were just talking about, I'm sorry, um, Elijah Moore, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the way that they have to use him. What I picture him is uh, they showed a picture where he's come or plays where he's coming out of the backfield where they can play him inside, outside. Um, I think that's important and primary to develop a, a, a chemistry with Watson. You got Amari Cooper right now. I really want I want them to bubble wrap him and save him for week one. <laughs> no, kidding. no kidding. He's got a little tweak of some yeah, kind. And yeah, um, let's not mess with him. But but when I was driving today, um, I heard Elijah Moore, you know, they interviewed him and um he was speaking at camp and uh I love his attitude. Um he said everybody in the room has to step up. You know, for Amari and and uh, you know, for the guys that are down, and um, I think he's going to be a huge weapon. I think he's going to lead the Cleveland Browns offense in all-purpose yards. Mm. Kind of like Kareem Hunt um, came in and he, out of the back. You know, Kareem Hunt led the Browns his second season. I think it was an all-purpose yards. I think this kid's going to lead us in all-purpose yards. Good possibility. Yeah, yeah, that I mean that's not a stretch. Let me let, let's take a little detour there and you know and and think about this with him lining up in the backfield at times. How tricky how tricky do you guys think this offense could get? How many how many handoffs do you think a player like Elijah Moore is going to get potentially? Um, you know, just just in any given game. Jeff, what do you think the possibility is there? It's less than three, probably, but uh, it's mm-hmm. situational, right? I mean, it's, it's yeah. kind of like what we saw the last couple seasons with Anthony Schwartz. You'd bring him in on a jet sweep, and you know, and I think Elijah Moore is probably a, a lot better football player, um, so that probably turns into to greater success. So you might you might see that happen a little bit more frequently. But I, I just think it's for Kevin Stefanski. It's a it's kind of a change of pace thing. It's keep the defense honest, and you know. Um, try to try to do something that they're not expecting once in a while. So for me, it's the versatility. I love the fact that, you know, you can use him inside, outside in the backfield um, and, and he can contribute from all those different places. So the, the defense really can't key on, key in on him doing one thing. Yeah. 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 Yes. Roger. I mean, we're not trying to turn anybody into Debo, you know, Debo Samuel, Samuel here, right? Um, no, 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 I, I think that, but I, just as a weapon overall, and maybe it is a stretch for the all-purpose yards, um, 
but just as an overall weapon and where they can use them. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with how, when I was reading how they want to, you know, get Nick Chubb more active in the passing game, you know, mm-hmm. yep. and um, where definitely if something like that happens, that Nick Chubb running on the ground and, you know, taking screen passes and, and being more involved in the passing attack, um, obviously, you know, that at that point, Nick Chubb is uh, going to lead in, in something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we're mean, all looking we're all looking for a more wide open and, and productive playbook. Yeah, I mean, I'm picturing a very active offense. I mean, right. you know, you're not going to be able to look at the way guys are lined up and know where guys are going to be or, you know, or, or if, if it's going to be a handoff, if it's going to be a pass, um, you know. Um, what's going to happen. So, and guys are going to be moving all different directions. Um, that, that's kind of what I'm picturing. You know, obviously that's not going to be the case on every play. Um, that they're still going to have their, they're probably still going to line up in the I formation, you know, um, a given number of times per game, things like that. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right with the, uh, with the Juan idea Jones of being tackle wide eligible. Yeah, it's got to happen. <laughs> I'm like speaking into existence. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, I, I'm sure we're going to see him playing some fullback or tight end. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to be fun, guys. That, that part's going to be fun. So, um, yeah. Just uh, before we get back to the wide receiver position again, I mean, some other standouts. I mean, um, MJ Emerson had had a pick today. Um, I don't think. You know, this guy's not a secret anymore. I think everybody's pretty much expecting him to be a stud this season. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, that he's that he could very well be, um, dare I say, you know, one, you know, our best or <laughs> right up there with our best cornerback this season. So, um, one other uh, injury that you didn't mention, Rod, I don't know if you saw that um, Matthew Adams went out today um, with a, I think it was a, calf injury and he's in a boot so um you know his his Mm -hmm. odds of making the team got longer um and he was brought in specifically as a special teams guy so that that linebacker room um is is getting more interesting every day in terms of who who are going to be those special teams players and where's the depth um particularly at mike um you know Thank goodness that Anthony Walker looks healthy. Um, I'm not sure where Taki Taki is on the on the recovery spectrum in terms of you know is, is he going to be ready to go game one or not? Um, but he's, but man, out, he's depth, out there on the field practicing, you know, yeah, running yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, uh, so he seems to be ahead of schedule. Those guys seem to be doing well, right? But um, you know, yeah, we're, we're we're starting to 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 already worry about you know. Are we going to have enough linebackers? You know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was going to make a note of my of uh, Mike Adams, but I yeah, I didn't get that far. Um, yeah, I think the word was that yeah they're they're kind of concerned as to whether he'd be ready that he might miss. You know, he could already be in line to miss the first couple games of the season. Right. So so yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, we, we don't like injuries. Every week um, it's it's been it's been more guys though. You know, the last few weeks we've we've had some of these depth pieces that, you know, they're going down already and it's it's starting to get a little concerning to me. You know that that 
they're that they're piling up. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it depends how serious the injury is. I mean, guys are going to have injuries during the season. You know, being out for a couple of weeks is one thing. You know, missing the whole season is another. So right. um, I like to think that Mike Adams, you know, if if they specifically brought him in to be one of the, you know, one of the top two guys out there on special teams, you'd think he's probably going to be with the team when he's healthy again. Right. Yeah. That would be my guess. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess uh, Jakeem Grant apparently looks pretty good. He's uh, either on schedule or ahead of schedule. Um which which uh, kind of brings us back to the wide receiver position, uh, you know, assuming Marquise uh, Goodwin, you know, isn't going to play, doesn't, you know, isn't on the 53, at least initially. Um, it, it's kind of interesting to think about who, you know, who that number six wide receiver, you know, is most likely to be now. Um, you know, I, I think, Jeff, when we talked about this originally, I think we kind of figured he was – um, that, that Jakeem Grant was kind of probably the odd man out. Um, you know, maybe he's first in line, but that kind of depends, you know, how they feel about special teams and other guys that can return kicks. Right. Um, yeah, you gotta I, think Jakeem Grant is the, is the, the, the front runner at, at the kick returner, punt returner position. Um, yeah, so he's definitely. probably going to make it now as a special teams guy. Um, uh, but I've, I've seen people you know, one questioning whether or not they'll keep a seventh wide receiver. Um, I mean, I don't know who that would be. Um, Roger, do you have a, a favorite of those, you know, those, those bubble guys? Um, as far as the wide receiver room, do I have a favorite? I mean, yeah. just the, the bubble guys. The, the, like, oh, you know. on the, well, definitely um, Anthony Schwartz for sure. Um, I think that he, uh, he just has the alligator arms. I think he, he has footsteps. Um, you know, in college, you can give him the football or hit him on a, you know, a jet sweep, and uh, he could just outrun everybody. But that just isn't as easy in the NFL. Right. Um, football speed is way different. The linebackers know how to take angles and how to attack, and um, he just can't get around the corner on these guys. You know, it's a, it's a whole different ball game out there. Um, um, so I definitely have him. You know, I love the kid out of Purdue. I love uh, last year's third-round pick out of Purdue. I think that he's going to be a good – I think a lot was put on him and an expectation to be another – be like instantly Jarvis Landry. And yeah. um, I don't know how many yards he had last year or – you know what I mean? Yeah, a couple hundred. A couple hundred, yeah. 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 Um, but I don't know if there's room for um, Grant with with how crowded it is just to return kicks. Um, Donovan, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones last year was he took a punt to the house, right? Um, yeah, yeah. That was the first time I've seen one. How long has it been since somebody's done that in a Browns uniform? Um, right. So I don't know, guys. I definitely Anthony Schwartz to me is um, right now with the injuries, he's probably getting a lot of reps. So he's really this is an important time for him. You know? Yeah. You say? Yeah. Yeah. For right. sure. I think uh, he was just cleared to be back to practice today with uh, he, right. he had a hamstring, right? So, so I don't know how much time he got today, but I was I was really thinking the same thing as you, Roger, and it's it's kind of because 
you know, because of the guy who who is out, Marquise Goodwin. Um, you know, who's the guy with the speed on the team? And that, that's Anthony Schwartz. And right. You know, I, I think a lot of people are probably grimacing, thinking, you know, <laughs> man, I thought right. we were going to upgrade this possession. But, you know, it, this isn't the same wide receiver room that it was a year ago. Right. We're talking about the seventh guy now, not the fourth. Yeah. Well, sixth or seventh, depending on Jakeem yeah. Grant and or if they keep somebody else. But, yeah, we're talking about, you know, yeah, keeping him and, and giving him some, you know, reps to to go out there and fly down the field. Um, you know, yeah. uh, it's a totally different situation, you know, from being the the, the number three guy or, or even yeah. the number four guy. So, man, it just it changes things completely for me, you know, with Anthony Schwartz, because I didn't think he had a prayer of making this team before this happened. No, I agree. Um, And and people are talking about other other uh, other wide receivers, uh, Jalen Darden and some other guys. So. Um, yeah, I honestly haven't seen these guys play enough to, to know, um, there, right. you know, there, there's always, um, um, and there are some guys from last season, you know, um, that, that look pretty good out there. Um, am I thinking, uh, Mike, Mike Harley. I mean, I thought he yeah. looked pretty good last year. You know, it's not like camp last year. Yeah. It's not. And, you know, and it's not like there would be a major drop off if you kept somebody like him, um, Right. I just think, man, if you have a chance to keep Anthony Schwartz for the speed and, and just put him on the team with without much pressure, you might be surprised at what he actually does this year. So um, anything else you guys have seen from camp that was kind of a surprise or kind of uh, made you feel good? Hmm. You, today um, I heard Walker and uh, this made me feel, I'm, you know, I'm a little lagged or a little behind on offense because I'm really focused on the defense. Um, I really think the defense is going to be the key to success this year. Um, I think if your defense can keep teams under 21 points and with our offense and with Nick Chubb in the fourth quarter, we can win a lot of football games. And I love Jim Schwartz. And the reason today I heard uh, Walker, they were interviewing him on the radio, and uh, he said that they're allowed to run free. Um they're not micromanaged, is the word he used in the interview today from Cam. Mm, yeah. And um, I just was elated when I heard that because there's a lot of talent on that defensive side of football. Um, like you talked about Emerson. I seen him on the news when I got home today, um, and he's a monster, too. He was standing next to Newsom, and he's he's a big boy. He's a big dude, yeah. He's real big. And, uh, yeah. I'm, guys, I'm just excited about defense. I'm a defensive guy from – you know, all my life played high school defense, and uh, I'm really excited about Jim Swartz and the wide nine and the talent that they have uh, on that side of the ball this year. Well, you know, I mean, we always uh, we we always kind of gave Joe Woods the benefit of the doubt on this podcast, um, you know, but but hearing. Hearing those words um, that Schwartz is not a micromanager, I mean, <laughs> those words have to be implying that his predecessor was. Yeah. Um, obviously. So so that means uh, players are probably a little happier, um, feel like they can do w- what they want, with, you know, obviously within what they're being told to do. And mm-hmm. um and you, you just, you, you're right, with all that talent, you got to figure those guys are going to, be happier they're going to play 
harder if you had to tell him to play harder. Um, and, right. and hopefully, uh, and, and hopefully we'll just we'll see a lot more havoc out there. So um, I heard I, I guess it was this week um, talk of uh, the defensive line that, that Schwartz was going to play the defensive line as somewhat as a positionless line. Did you guys hear hear this? Right. Yeah. So, so help help me with that. Um, as to, I mean, does this mean he's just going to rotate guys and, and not worry about um, how many DTs, how many defensive ends he has out there? Is it going to be more uh, predicated on the situation, or how do you interpret that? Hmm. Yeah, I, I I think it's about not having specific assigned gap responsibilities um, based on you being called something. So, you know, are you a, a, a zero or one technique? Are you a three technique? Um, mm-hmm. I think you're going to have guys that will line up in those gaps uh, or uh, in different gaps um, at various times. So, you know, you may have Zadarius Smith, um, you know, inside the guard at times, uh, just depending on what the situation is. Like you were saying, you know, you, you, um, in a law, uh, you know, third and long, you want to bring pressure up the middle. Right. Um, so I I think when he says positionless, I mean, I I think that means that, you know, guys could put their hand in the dirt just about anywhere, regardless of who they are. And there's probably exceptions to that. I mean, I, you know, Oboe is probably not going to be over center, you know, but, uh, right. But there, there's there's going to be a lot of moving guys around and, and creating not just, um, you know, end to end penetration, but mm-hmm. different levels of penetration. Right. So you'll be you'll be you'll be stunting guys and doing things to bring guys in at different levels so that, you know, if it's a handoff, that back is meeting pressure at, at, at different points, um, you know, not not just at the at the uh, line of scrimmage. Yeah, it, it's kind of saying that guys are not going to be lined up at the same spot all the time. That's the simple way. Essentially, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. I mean, you, your explanation was great. I'm not trying to take that away, Jeff. Um, but, <laughs> that's okay. but yeah, I mean, that's the that's the gist of it, is that um, guys are not going to be assigned a specific position because he is going to move them around a lot. And right. Do you get the feeling that guys are going to have, have more freedom out there too, to to kind of look at the offense formation and then just kind of, um, you know, move to where they think they need to be. I mean, obviously you mean, guys do this anyways, but you mean freelance? Yeah, freelance, <laughs> which is <laughs> was, a dirty that was, word. That was a dig at OBJ. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You but know yeah. what? I- you Go ahead, Roger. That. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I took it exactly. You, you explained exactly how I took it is what you said. But also, like, you have, a, you know, your defensive tackle does, you know, this or this. Where I don't think the, um, the assignments um, will be, what would be the correct word, would be uh, traditional. Um, right. You know, yeah. what the assignment is and where, like you said, where their position. I'm really excited to see what he does with Coromella, um, because you got to get that, you got to keep him off the IR, you got to keep him, you know, 
out of harm's way almost, um, <laughs> and let him fly around and make make plays. I'm really excited to see what he does with that. You know, he's not going to be playing a traditional linebacker. You know, I, I'm just really excited to see what he does with that. And mm-hmm. I thought of him when I heard that. I thought of Cuomo first and foremost in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know we've we've talked a little bit, Roger, in the past shows about uh, with the wide nine how that second layer is really important. You know, the 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 guys that that fill those gaps. Um, I mean, it's particularly important for your mic to be in the right spot. But JOK is going to have a lot of opportunities to be at the point of attack. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's, that plays to his strengths. You know, that's, that's what he likes to do. So yeah. that, and that's kind of an overriding theme to, you know, to your point earlier, Rod, that the players, you know, like is they, they want to be put in positions where they can succeed and, and, and mm-hmm. maximize their abilities. Right. So, um, yeah, I think JOK is going to be a, a key factor in, you know, being that safety valve um, in the run game. I think, yeah. yeah. He, he well, I was going to say, if there's one guy you want freelancing, it might be JOK. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have something to add, Roger? Uh, I was just the way he slices through traffic, the way he can want to play down from behind is exactly what I was thinking. Um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I love him. Um, I loved when they drafted him, and I'm excited. I the injuries added up on him, and um, he's just he got to stay. The first thing that uh, Stefanski said about him is availability. Right. Yeah. From the other day. So. Yeah, I, I think they've just barely scratched the surface of his potential, Roger. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Uh, man, let's just hope. Uh, let's just hope these injuries uh, don't keep piling up. Um, Really, yep. really want to see this team pretty healthy going into week one. So, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's a key from now until until week one, you know, keep as many of these guys healthy as possible. So, yeah. so yeah, get, get that bubble wrap out, man. <laughs> Did the, I don't know if you guys saw, but I, I was reading, you know, looking through news and stuff and I see a uh, former Browns cornerback signs with 49ers. I look up and it's, it's Terrence Mitchell, money Mitchell. I didn't know he was still playing. Um, I guess it's not been that many years, but, mm-hmm. but, but good for him, man. Um, you know, he, he was a good player here in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. He had a couple good years. Yeah. Yeah. So just kind of throwing that out. We, we like to track former Browns players occasionally and see if we get any reaction from the, the other people on the show, but uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we've, I think we've upgraded, you know, that, that room a bit since. Oh, we have. Money yeah, Mitch we was here. Yeah. We don't need him now, but, but so, yeah, yeah. I'm good for him. I mean, you'll you like to see guys do well though, you know? And, yeah. It's, have uh, good careers and everything. So, so yeah, definitely. It's interesting that JJ three is still out there. Not signed yet, huh? Yeah. And I have stopped watching free agents because there's plenty of plenty of articles out there with the rumors every week about you know who the Browns were looking at. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to sign somebody, they'll sign somebody, and we'll find out about it. So, so uh, yeah, no big deal. So guys, the uh, the uh, twelve semifinalists have been named for the for the uh, the uh, the twelve senior finalists have been named for the Hall of Fame. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer advances. Um, 
Clay Matthews Jr. did not advance another travesty. Um, we're get, we're yeah. getting used to this. Um, right. I, I'm I'm not going to go over the case, but it's just I, I don't know what these guys have against them. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Anybody looks at it, the guys, yeah, he he should be in there. But, I mean, the one saving grace is that the, the former owner of the Browns also did not advance. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> So I, I'm just I'm thinking we went two for three on what we, we would have liked to have happened. So mm-hmm. uh, two out of three is not too bad. Yeah, let's hope Marty makes it. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope Marty makes it, and you know maybe maybe next year's Clay's year. You, you never know. I mean, you have to figure it's going to happen sooner or later. Um, I'd like it, it to be sooner, but um, right. You know, yeah. it's just disappointing every year. You know, and I know Clay doesn't give a damn, um, but you know. It, yeah. It's it's uh, the fans and his family. You know these guys. Everybody wants to see him get in. Yeah. You you know he went to Atlanta at the end, and you really wish that he would have went to who would have been you know better than Atlanta to get him a ring that would have got him into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. that's the criteria that they which is nonsense. Yeah. That you'd have to play in a Super Bowl. Um, just the longevity and the numbers and um. You know, he is almost like a Cal Ripken of football, these guys from back then. Guys like yeah. you. They, they didn't play for four years or seven years. Um, you're right. It's an injustice. Huh. Um, and um, I loved them. You know, I was, I, like I said, linebackers and safeties were my kind of, that was my cup of tea. Um, when I watched football, I loved those guys, especially back then. You know, um, it was a whole different ball game with safeties and linebackers. Um Right, but uh, it yeah. is just a shame. And Marty, you know, there's a gleam, man. You know, <laughs> the gleam, um, Marty. I gosh, I hope he gets in it too. I hope he gets on. You know, yeah. I mean, I'll I'll be thrilled to death if Marty gets on. You know, because Clay will get there, and hopefully they'll keep the other guy out forever. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what else can you say? I mean, uh. You know, Clay was the oldest guy to get it to, uh, the oldest player to ever get a sack. I think that record still stands when he was in Atlanta. But but you, sadly, you're right, Roger. If Clay would have gone to a team and they would have won a Super Bowl, even yep. if he wouldn't have been playing, just to be yeah. on the roster, yeah, he'd be in the yeah. Hall of Fame. Oh, this guy won a Super yes. Bowl. Yeah, he's a Super Bowl champion. Put him in. <laughs> That's how they look at it. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways. Um, yeah. That's a, that's how it goes. So anyhow, um, well, guys, uh, believe it or not, one one week from uh, one week from today, the Browns play. So um, we'll talk about this more next week. But man, we're we're a week away from Cleveland Browns football. How about that? Hey, <laughs> it's kind of snuck up on me, and um, yeah. I'm just, you know what it is? It's because it's baseball season, number one, and I'm a big, big baseball guy, first and foremost. And now right. I do the Guardians podcast. So my yeah. attention is really focused and with free agency, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm behind on studying football, as you see in the opening when I, you know. You know what I did is I, all my notes were on my phone, but my, I'm talking to you through my phone, and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? So <laughs> I'm going to get the phone book, get the iPad, Transfer my notes from Twitter. Oh, it was a mess. So while we're talking football, I apologize to them. Um, 
but I caught back up and what I started was with football with the defensive side of the football. And uh I can't believe it. It's here already. Um it's, it's ninety degrees, like you said. And uh we're gonna be playing football next week. And what a what a big week. You guys will talk about it. We're gonna talk about cover it next week on uh Dog Jug. But yeah. uh Joe Thomas, the Hall of Fame man. Um playing to J E T S just just just. Yeah, it's just going to be a huge week. Um, games Thursday, Joe Thomas goes on Saturday. Um, yeah, um, and a, a totally meaningless game. The Browns need to get some revenge. Uh, do we we play the Jets in regular season? We do, don't we? I think we do. Or am I, am I mistaken? Play yeah, we play them uh, week 17. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking we played them near the end of the season. So. Yep. Yep. So this this game really doesn't matter. It's one during the regular season that we want right. to want to win in, in the last two minutes. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when some when they're horrible, up by twenty one, they'll be up by twenty one. Way, yeah, yeah. Some way we just <laughs> yank the rug out from under their feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's going to be a huge week, guys. It's going to be so exciting. So um, so yeah, and um, so man, this is really this is. You know, we, uh, we, Jeff, we've had this whole off season to fill. Um, right. You know, and, yeah. And honestly, some, I mean, some weeks it's been it's been a little bit of a, a challenge coming up with topics and everything. But we've had, yeah. you know, we've had a lot of a lot of great people on to to just talk and and get to know and things like that. So um, you know, it's always been fun. But now all of a sudden we're we're in the last show where we're not going to be talking about games for a while. So. Right. Yeah, um, we made it. I mean, it's almost <laughs> like a celebration here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, and I think it's good that that, you know, even though that that Hall of Fame game doesn't mean a lot and you won't really see much in terms of, um, you know, who's going to make the team and what the team's going to look like and so forth. But just to have an extra game for this coaching staff and, you know, for the playbook to be in place and, and all of the behind the scene things to, to really need to function. Um, I think it's good that we have that extra week, uh, that extra game um, because our biggest concern going into this season and, 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 you know, it's not drama, it's not the quarterback position, it's not anything else. It's, you know, how fast can they put it all together? And, Hopefully, having that Hall of Fame game helps them to do that that much sooner. Yeah, I agree with you. So, so Roger, let's ask you that question: How fast can they put this together, both on offense and on defense? You know, um, and maybe even special teams, because because you got you know new coaches on on defense yeah. and special teams, and you know it takes time to gel sometimes. Um, what are your expectations for how quickly? They can put it together. Well, you just hit it. You said the extra, the extra week, the extra game was huge. You know what? I've been looking forward to uh, next Thursday night since last season in April because I really didn't put too much stock into what was going to. You know, you knew that Deshaun Watson was going to serve suspension. Um, then you watched the season progress and Nick Chubb, um, his production, not his production. His usage was down. Miles Garrett, they didn't use. You knew that they they were kind of had their sights set for this year. Um, I think yeah. that they're pulling it together right now. Um, 
this is a big, just as big as it is for Anthony Schwartz. I think it's just big for Coach Kevin Stefanski. But I believe in him. I believe he's a smart man. I don't think he needs to be a raving lunatic on the sidelines like we hear people want him to be. I think he mm-hmm. needs to. He will have um, full control. I think the addition of Jim Schwartz and Bubba Patron on special teams um, are going to help Kevin Stefanski um, so much. And I think that they're going to put this together um, right away. Um, expert, you know, today they're putting it together. Man, all I can say is I hope you're right. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, it, it typically takes the team a couple, you know, at least a couple weeks to get going. And if they can, if they can really pull it off, I mean, the, the talent's there. I love the coaching staff. So, uh, yeah. you know, so I'm not doubting that it can happen. Um, but, but, man, it would be huge if they can actually hit the ground running with this yeah. team. You know what it really is for me, man? I, I, I'm taking a look, and like you said, there hasn't been – the only drama that happened was nipped immediately. Mm-hmm. They're all about business. You know, draft yeah. picks, so that – it was like enough is enough um, with Winfrey. Um, yeah. And it just seems like um, there's a camaraderie. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah. I don't have that much evidence to it, but I – there's really – there's no position battles, maybe other than uh, backups. You know, I think everything, maybe, um, I think that maybe some cornerbacks j- jostling, but I don't even think they're with Emerson and Newsom and Ward. Um, mm-hmm. I yeah. just think that the, the position battles are with second to depth. Um, I just see some harmony, I think. I don't know. It just feels different to me, guys. It just feels different. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely been a different offseason for us, like you said, yeah. Rod. Yeah. <laughs> not not a lot of drama, just, you know, everybody doing their job. So, yeah. We're not used to it. Yeah, no, that's right. So, so Roger, for, first four games going into the bye week, what do you think the record is? Oh, boy, you know what? Um, I have a high expectation, though. I really do. I, I'm out. There's no more tomorrow. There's no more on next year. There's no more uh, – you know, participation trophies, I believe they really need to win the division. I think they will. I think they can and will. And um, whatever the record is, it needs to do that. But I have them uh, winning 12 games. Um, I have them winning 12 games and winning the North. Okay. So, so you've got them going at least two and two or three and one in those first four games, probably. I'm, I'm sorry? So you have them going probably two and two or three and one in the first four games. Which is kind of, um, I mean, it's important because there are those three division games. Yeah. Yeah. What a schedule, huh? Yeah, um, it's crazy. I mean, how, how often does that happen? Um, will you open with that? Um, yeah, yeah, three and one. Um, I think that they, I think they're capable. You know what? I love catching teams like that, though, in the season, especially like a team like, um, you know, the Steelers, uh, catching them early. Because, you know, later in the year is when Mike Tomlin's got his foot on their neck and uh, mm-hmm. somehow they're winning games and they're ending up 8-8. Eight and eight. I don't even know how they are, 8-9 now, whatever it would be, you know. Um, <laughs> but you catch yeah. the Steelers early when they're still, you know, Kenny. I like that. Um, so... And the Bengals, well, if you saw today, I'm sure it's nothing with the calf or whatever. I haven't heard news. I just saw the video. Um, 
But yeah, three and one. I'm a I'm the eternal optimist, though, guys. I am. Um, <laughs> I wake up, you know, and that's the only thing that got me through all of it. I don't know about you, but I woke up every Sunday morning believing we can win that game in in 2016. Every Sunday, I woke up believing we can win today, and I don't know how or why, but um, I know it's a sickness. Um, so yeah, three and one to open the season. I have them. All right. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, you're, I'm in the same boat. Um, I don't know, but I don't know about the three and one. We'll see. I mean, I think they can do it uh, because the, the way I look at it is the Browns have three, you know, three out of the first games are in the division. Um, I'm pretty sure the other teams in the, the division are starting out pretty much the same way. So mm-hmm. why should it be that much tougher on the Browns than is the other teams? You know, we've all got to walk the same gauntlet, each of the teams. So, um, you know, hopefully yeah. the Browns are up for it and they can they can do some damage early. If they can do that, and, and you know, that's what I'm putting all my eggs in that basket, you know, and then it's going to be a lot easier ride to win in 12 games. <laughs> that's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's, it's harder to recover from one and three. Yeah. And, and it's, a total, <laughs> it's a total change from what we've done in the past. To all, you know? Yeah. I'm all in, guys. I'm all in this year. Sounds good to me. So, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's get some closing thoughts here. Uh, we got a few minutes left, so uh, so Roger, we we thank you for joining us. And again, everybody can can uh, follow you at Roger First Sea Falls and and check out your show at Dog Chug. And uh, follow your writing at Neo Sports Insiders. What yes. closing? What closing words do you have for uh, for the listeners tonight? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? What closing words do you have for the listeners? Um, well, we right now is crazy season. Right now, um, we have high expectations, but let's just take it one week at a time. Let's just let's not worry about what our final record is going to be, uh, what playoff games. Let's just take it one week at a time. Give these guys a chance. Um, I think for right now, um, they they have it exactly where they wanted to, where they need to be, and where they wanted to be. And let's just take it a game at a time and and have fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you there. So uh, so Jeff. Closing, any closing words or thoughts tonight? Yeah, I think that's great advice. You know, fans, we, we finally have a really good football team with a lot yeah. of really good players. Um, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't start counting wins and losses, you know, based on the schedule game. Yeah. Just just soak it in every week. And and hopefully we won't end up like, you know, when, when the Cavs won the championship. And, and uh, I looked at my wife after the game was over and I said, what just happened? because <laughs> i missed it I, I was waiting for us to fail somehow right so just just enjoy every week good good advice roger absolutely absolutely guys well this has been the browns blitz we thank you for listening and we will catch you next time